Hello, my beautiful community. I'm so excited to let you know my brand new recipe book, Hustler's Guide to Healthy, is now available. Yay! This feels so surreal to be telling you. Um, It is 32 healthy recipes, all designed to nourish your body. I've actually been creating these recipes for the last six years, and we've been enjoying them as a family for our weekly meals. And now I'm so excited to be able to share them with you. I really wanted to take the hustle out of healthy cooking and give you fuss-free, easy and delicious recipes designed to nourish yours and your family's bodies. All of my recipes, of course, use whole real ingredients that will help you thrive. They're also mostly fuss-free and most importantly, I've made them good for the soul. So not only are they tasty and delicious, but they're super good for you. From breakfast right through to dessert, each recipe is packed with goodness and is proudly family friendly. I have a very exclusive offer only available to you, my wonderful podcast community. I'm actually going to give you 25% off. Yes, that's right. I'm giving you 25% off my new recipe book, which makes the book less than $22.50. That is like a total bargain. But you truly are the reason why I keep showing up and I keep wanting to inspire more healthy lives. So this is my way of saying thank you to you. Also, if you purchase now, you'll receive five free recipes, which will be sent via email on downloadable recipe cards. So the book has been printed locally and it uses eco-friendly paper and carbon neutral inks to support local and also our beautiful environment. My hope is that these easy, healthy and wholesome recipes help nourish your body and make you feel like an absolute boss in the kitchen. You can purchase your copy now by either visiting my website, which is just healthyhustlers.com, or I've provided a link in the show notes. So you can literally just click the link in the show notes and it'll take you direct to my website. Then please use the code HUSTLER25. I've written it in the show notes under the link, so you'll be able to see it if you forget, but use the code HUSTLER25 to redeem your 25% off the book, which makes it less than $22.50. I hope that you absolutely love this. I'm so excited to get in the kitchen with you and help you make some healthy and delicious food. Hello and welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast, a series of healthy conversations with influential hustlers. I'm your host, Madeline Carafa. Today, I welcome the beautiful Alira Potter to the show, manifestation and spiritual coach, healer, psychic, and author, who is a passionate advocate for body positivity and self-love. A proud Yoda Yoda woman, Alira's work embraces and honors Indigenous culture and practices. Her work aims to debunk the wellness space by creating awareness for Aboriginal culture and empowering a greater diversity throughout the wellness community. Rising to online fame after the Black Lives Matter movement in 2020, Alira was a girl that everyone wanted to know. Working alongside brands such as Cotton on Body, The Body Shop and Business Chicks, Alira describes herself as sassy, psychic, witchy sister. Wise, witty, deeply passionate and incredibly inspiring, Alira is a breath of fresh air when it comes to conversations and topics that can be described as woo-woo. Today we chat about manifestation, incorporating culture into spiritual practices, the importance of creating boundaries, and her new book, Wild and Witchy. Here's Alira. This episode of The Healthy Hustlers is proudly brought to you by Pure Harvest's new range of delicious nut milks. 
available in three dairy-free flavors, nut bliss, lush almond, and creamy cashew. You'll never have to worry about having ordinary milk again. Pure Harvest's new range of no ordinary milks are available at leading independent supermarkets and health food stores Australia-wide. Hello, my darling Alira. How are you? Welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast. I'm so excited. Hello. I feel like this has been a long time coming, hasn't it? (laughs) I know. I feel like it's been such a long time coming, but it's definitely going to be worth a wait. I know it. So I'm so excited to have you here today. What's been happening? I feel like lots. Like we were just saying before, it's just work hasn't really stopped and I'm definitely looking forward to a break whenever I can get a break. But um, yeah, I'm good. I'm like, I don't know, can't complain, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. So good to hear. And I love the positive energy that you that you always bring, both online <laughs> and in person. It's so nice. Um, I guess I, chat, I start most of these chats in a very similar way. And it's really finding out a ritual or a non-negotiable that really helps you to set the tone for your day. Yes, I love this because I'm so I'm so regimented with my non-negotiables. So every morning I'm up at like 6, 6.30 and I have to go to the gym. Like every morning, non-negotiable, apart from Sunday. Sundays is like my day off, but every morning. And I know that if I don't go, then I'm just going to be like this angry person for the whole day. And I know that when I do go that I'm like, I've literally set myself up for the whole day. I love that. Good on you. That is like really good commitment as well that you do that every day. I need need a bit of that in my life. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think I had to switch my mindset and be like, you're going to the gym not to lose weight. You're going to the gym to look after your mental health. And I think once I got that into my mindset, I was like, okay, cool. You're waking up because you're looking after your well-being. And that's why I'm like, yep, let's go. Let's start the day right. So yeah, love it. Oh, good on you. That's such an awesome mindset shift. I love that. I guess I'd love to find out, or could you give the audience a little sneak peek into you and a little bit more about Alira? I love that question because even I sort of stumble on it because I'm such (laughs) a multifaceted person and I do lots. And I suppose if people don't follow me on social media, um, what I do is I do a lot in the spiritual and wellness space. So I'm an intuitive reader, an energy healer. I do mindset, manifestation and empowerment coaching for women and all humans across the board as well too. Um, I do a lot around body positivity for women and just sort of, I don't know, the way that I show up in social media must inspire a lot of people to really live their lives in their full authentic selves. So that's sort of like just a little snapshot of what I do, but there's plenty more. I love it. I seriously love following you online. And I love that you said you're like multifaceted because I think that's such a great way to describe you. You really are. Like there's so many, so many amazing layers to you and what you have to offer in this world, which is so cool to watch. For people who do follow you on social media, is there something about you that people might not know from following you online? I don't know. I think the way that what you see on social media with me is literally what you get. There's nothing that I don't say I do or don't do and things like that. So I love that. That's awesome. That's so good. You you keep it very real. Yes, super Um, real. You have already mentioned, you know, self-love and body positivity and and people finding inspiration from you in that area. What's been one of the biggest pieces of advice, I guess, or maybe like do you have a favourite confidence quote that you really live by or has really helped, I guess, pave the way for you in this area? 
I don't know if it was a quote, but it was almost like a realisation. I was um, having a chat to, I can't even remember who it was, and it was all around I was stressing about what I was wearing and how I looked and I was worried about what other people were really thinking of me. This was a few years back. And I just remember this person just being like, you know what, people don't actually care what you're wearing. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, don't like, you know, and I was like, tell me more, like why? And the person just said, everyone has so much stuff in their in their lives going on at the moment. They probably don't have time to sit there and judge what you're wearing or why your hair's looking a certain way or or the shape of your body or whatever. And I was just like, you know what, you're so right because I don't do that to people. So why would anyone else do that? We've all got really busy lives. We've got too much things going on in our mind to worry about the person next to us, I guess. So I think that was a moment for me that was just like wear whatever you want, dress however you want, dye your hair a certain way. It doesn't matter. Just do it for you. Oh, that is so awesome. I love that. And has there been any kind of like tools or practices or building blocks throughout that time that you've continued to implement to really help you stay true to that? Yeah. I mean, number one, I like surround myself with the right human beings. I think that's the most important thing. And surrounding myself with really positive, mindful, conscious humans that are just like, go for it. Life's too short. Wear that, do that, be that confident. And I think it's important to have those hype people around you to back you. And that way I think you can just sort of be like, yes, I can do it when someone's hyping you. So I think, yeah, definitely the people have made a huge impact. I love that. And I definitely see that you have such a beautiful yeah, network surrounding you. And I've met a few of your girlfriends yeah. um, at events. And yeah, you all definitely seem to have each other's back, which is so, so nice. It's very important to be in that supportive kind of environment. I guess for anyone who's not necessarily in that kind of supportive network or maybe doesn't have those hype friends, what advice would you give to them? Over the last couple of years, I've had friends drop in and drop out. And I think a lot of people go through that. And as adults, it's really hard to find a a solid group of mates. And if you don't have that support around you, don't be afraid to step outside of your comfort zone to try and chase that because that's what I did. I realised that I had to sort of consciously make the decision that the people that were around me 18 months ago weren't the right people they weren't hyping me up and they were taking me down like a dangerous path if that makes sense so I think don't be afraid to step outside your comfort zone and start going to certain like events or social settings where you may meet like-minded people it's all part of our healing journey as well too like getting out of that comfort zone and realizing that we need to be our own hype person as well too and do things for us that make us feel amazing. Yeah, that is so true. It's almost like taking that power back in yourself, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Giving yourself, yeah, the right to be able to to live and feel that way. Mm, definitely. Now, you are a really proud Yoda Yoda woman. How do you incorporate Indigenous practices into your work as a healer and meditation teacher and spiritual teacher? So we have traditional healers in our culture, which is so beautiful. And I never sort of say to people, that's me. But the way that I implement culture into my business, so to speak, is I'm making sure that number one, you know, my business is fully accessible to community and mob. I make sure that it's culturally safe as well too. And I think I just add things that are educational for people to understand. Like if you book in a healing session with me, I use my clap sticks, which I don't know, they're not behind me actually, Um, my clap sticks to sort of tap out any energy that we're sort of holding on to that we want to release. 
And I always start every session with that beautiful acknowledgement, just acknowledging that I'm living, breathing, working on Wuthering Country, which is down in Geelong where we are. So I think it's important just to add in those nice little beautiful cultural sort of awareness. Absolutely. It's so important. I guess how can people learn more about the history and even really start to immerse themselves in more, you know, learning more and knowing more about the Aboriginal culture? Yeah, it's a good question because I always, you know, mention to people, I will be your 10th point of contact because it's important for people to go away and Google's there for a reason for us to just sort of jump on and get educated. But I think from a social media point of view, you can go and follow pages like Black Business, Trading Black, Common Ground, and they all have beautiful educational resources around culture, which is really important. But I think the way that we're moving now, people are more inclined to be educated around Aboriginal culture, which is really powerful. So I think small steps for those really big impacts for the, you know, the future for our babies, which is important. Definitely. What was, you know, if we're reflecting back on last year and when the Black Lives Matter movement happened and, you know, obviously that sparked a huge movement here in Australia, how was that period of time for you? Because I know that your message has always been so strong, but during Mm. that time you really, you know, rose um and rose to fame really I guess in Australia and um people wanted to know so much more about you and the way you do things and your your work can you give me a little insight into that period of time for you and how I guess you navigated it all yeah oh my gosh looking back on that that was just recent in the last yeah 18 months so for context my social media had 3,000 people on it and it was just me posting things that I was doing Um, And then I started doing more spiritual stuff and that's when the Black Lives Matter movement happened and I started sort of sharing important resources and educational tips on way that people, you know, can get educated on culture. And then I started sharing more things on the importance of me as a First Nations woman decolonizing the wellness space. And I think people were like, what do you mean? Like, I'm so confused. And I was like, next time you walk into your yoga, like your next yoga class or, or you see a wellness product, tell me, is there diversity? Is there inclusion? Is there people of colour? Is there cultural safety? Is there cultural awareness? And then it was just this light bulb moment. And I think people just resonated with it. And they were like, you know what, you're so right, we need to make change. And then my Instagram just sort of blew up from there, which was like, kind of crazy in a sense so crazy I remember watching it and just thinking oh my goodness it was it was honestly it was incredible to watch because you do have such a beautiful and powerful and authentic message to share reflecting back for myself in that period of time it was really a time where we had to ask a lot of questions because Mm. we'd been so conditioned to think a certain way and and to believe certain things and so you know to kind of have the blanket ripped off at all and and to really have to go that little bit deeper and find out more and question Mm. things was so, you know, so needed and so important. And so to have people like you really leading that charge and I guess making it that little bit easier. And I say easier because it was quite an overwhelming time for people. Mm. So easier to find those resources and educate themselves further on that matter. Yeah, it was really important. So I congratulate you on all the work that you've done. And I think all the success that you've created since is just so, so deserving. But yeah, I could imagine it would have been a a pretty intense time. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was because I think everyone wanted a piece of 
of the Alira pie, which was kind of crazy. So I had to really honor and understand my boundaries and say no to a lot of things and and just be like, um, you know, working with certain people, is this out of a tokenistic point or is it because you actually want to make change and things like that? So it was definitely overwhelming. um, Mm. But look, I probably wouldn't have it any other way because it's just, it's shaped me with a lot of the things that I'm doing now within my business and it's good just seeing a lot of people that have made that change as well too in the last 12 months, which is really good. How's your connection to the Indigenous culture and the learnings that you've had from your elders helped to ensure that you're always putting First Nations people first? Well, I mean, lockdown hasn't really helped and I haven't been able to get back on country or anything like that. But I think I'm really lucky where I live. I'm really connected with the community down here and on social media, I think mob are always connected. So we're always, you know, hyping each other up or pulling each other up and making each other accountable for our actions and things like that, which is really yeah. powerful. So I think for me, it's always going to be given with any job or any work that I do that I'm always going to make sure that I'm putting culture first because it's like my number one value. And I think as well too, like with my wellness side of the business, um, with the intuitive readings and healings, mob can come to me and they can access that for free. Oh, and people are like, that. that's crazy. And I'm like, no, well, it's like I, I make enough money for me. I'm able to put food on my table and then I've got, you know, roof over my head. So giving back to communities just, it's a given. Oh, I love that. That's so beautiful. And that just shows how true you stay to those values. So that's mm. really nice. Um, you mentioned manifestation at the start of mm-hmm. the episode. And I know it's a topic, seriously, it feels like it's almost just like, the coolest topic out now. It's like every, everyone wants a piece of it. Um, so but good. I feel like a lot of people don't really know where to start and it is, you know, sometimes a really new topic to people. So in your personal like thoughts and views, what's your personal approach and philosophy to manifestation? Yeah, I know it's so saturated on social media at the moment, manifestation. And I say to people, think of manifesting as a way of you putting out what you want to the universe or what you desire. So if you say, you know, I'm allowing $500 to come my way, you're putting it out to the universe and you're sort of standing in that position of knowing that it's coming to you because you know your worth. So don't think of manifesting as this big thing where you have to write down like, I don't know, I've seen people write like number sequences and stuff and I'm just like, no, put it out to the universe, change your mindset to be a positive one and just know that that is coming to you, which is, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that is so cool. What's one of your favourite like manifesting, I guess, hacks or little tactics that you use? Yeah, so one that I teach all my clients is, we do have to switch our mindset to stay as positive as we can without being like too toxic. But I sort of give this example to all my clients and I say, if you wake up tomorrow morning and it's just, it's bucketing with rain, our first initial reaction is to be like, oh, it's raining. I can't do anything. I'm stuck indoors. Whereas we can change our mindset to be like, oh, it's raining outside. That's okay. I may not be able to go and do the things that I wanted to do, but I'm going to stay indoors and I'm going to do this and I'm going to explore with that or whatever it may be. So I think it's just changing our wording and our language that's going to sort of say to the universe, I'm putting out all this goodness because I want that goodness to come back to me. We'll be right back after this healthy break. Are you looking for a healthy, non-dairy milk alternative that's made the right way? Then look no further than Pure Harvest. I stopped using ordinary milks many years ago and started using the delicious nut milks from Pure Harvest for my coffees, smoothies and soups. 
Since day one, I've chosen Pure Harvest as they are free from preservatives and added sugars and only contain the best and cleanest ingredients. Well, now I'm so excited to let you know that Pure Harvest have extended their range of non-dairy milk with the launch of No Ordinary Milk, which contain three new non-dairy flavours, Nut Bliss, Lush Almond and Creamy Cashew. You'll never have to worry about having ordinary milk again. With no added sugars, preservatives or flavours, Pure Harvest range of No Ordinary Milks use whole organic ingredients to make beverages that taste great and most importantly, make you feel good. Pure Harvest range of No Ordinary Milks are now available at leading independent supermarkets and health food stores Australia-wide. There's such a power in like the appreciation side, isn't it? Mm. I often find that that's what a lot of people miss in the manifesting. It's Mm -hmm. because like we're always asking, but it's like stopping and actually appreciating or being grateful for what we have or what's happening around us is so powerful. Exactly that. Something I like in your work is when you talk about kind of using manifestation as a way of healing. So how can the practice of manifestation actually help us during difficult times? I really tapped into manifesting last year during lockdown um, and I just was doing these sort of tips and tricks that I now teach to my clients that really worked because I was in such a headspace where I was like, oh, we're going to be stuck in this lockdown forever. Like I'm never going to see my friends and family. But I think for me, I was like, this is a time where I can tap into this, but also do a little bit of healing in quotation mark because everyone's healing journey is going to be different. So I just started implementing my non-negotiables and I was doing journaling and I was doing all these things that were just putting out to the universe that I was acting and, and doing certain things in a really positive way. So therefore all that manifesting was going to come back to me. Healing is important. I feel like a lot of people go their whole their whole lives not healing or, or looking into their trauma or whatnot. So I was able to do that last year and I'm still doing it. But I think me tapping into that has been able, you know, it's helped me get all the things that I really, really wanted to bring in. And has there been a book or potentially even a teacher? I guess it's really changed the game for you when it does come to manifestation and really diving into your spirituality more deeply. I don't think there's anyone in particular. I think I'm just always looking at resources and always aligning myself or listening to podcasts that, you know, pet me up or make me just sort of think outside the box. I really do love thinking, I don't want to butcher her name, Lacey Phillips. Is that her name? Yeah, Yeah, I have heard of her. I know a few of my friends who follow her and love her. I don't know much about her work, but yeah, I have heard her name several times. Yeah, she's really cool and she's really wholesome and I I really, really like that. Um, And that's sort of one person I listen to, but I don't know. I'm just I think there is so much out there that it's so accessible to people just to sort of jump online and be like, okay, I want to just, you know, learn more. Pinterest has been like a really good resource as well too and we forget that that's there. Yeah. Oh, I've never heard that one mentioned. That is so cool. But that's so true. Like with quotes and they have so many different like mindset practices and little hacks and stuff. That's awesome. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny when you think back like a few of my – biggest mindset shifts or practices in the last 12 months have literally come from like Instagram posts or things Mm -hmm. like little hacks that people almost share and you start to implement it and just has such a powerful 
impact in a positive way Mm. on your life. And you're like, oh my goodness, it was literally like written in an Instagram post. Yeah, Yeah. it's so cool. And I love that you say that it is accessible to people because I think that's the beauty of self-development and personal growth now is that like we are at a time in our life or in the world where there are so many incredible resources and they're all at our fingertips and it's almost never been easier or more exciting to really grow and learn and evolve as a human. So I love that you kind of just take things that resonate and are able to really form it into your own work and practices. Yeah, definitely. So as far as, I guess, self-care goes, you're a big believer in setting boundaries and saying no. It's something I really, really admire about you. And I know it's something you've shared, especially you know, in regional Victoria, we've we've gone in and out of lockdown and you've always, you know, shared on your stories at the start of a lockdown, like just remember that, you know, this doesn't mean that your diary is completely open, like set your boundaries. And I, I really love that reminder. And I think it's so important. Why do you think it's so important and how has it benefited you, I guess, in both your business and also your personal life? Yeah, I think the lockdown made me realise, that first lockdown made me realise how open I was and that I had no boundaries and I knew that I had to start saying no more than I was saying yes because people were just assuming because I was home I was more accessible and I was like, no, I don't want to do that. So I just got to a point, I think, with my business where I've got enough income coming in and some days I'm not going to work and I don't have to and I don't have to respond to emails Um, I purposely have, like you have your email responder being like, I only work a couple of days a week. Um, I'll get back to you when I can. And same with like Instagram DMs. I think people think because it's so instant, you need to give them a response. I just got to the point where I was like, no, I'm not responding. Like yesterday, for instance, I just took the day off social media, avoided my phone and um, everyone was messaging me. And I was like, guys, I'm just relaxing today. Like I'll get back to you when I can. I'm not like accessible today. I love that. I think that is so powerful. How did you get, I don't know if confidence is the right word, but how did you really take back that power to have ownership over and create your own boundaries? Because I feel like a lot of people really don't don't have them and that's okay. I know I definitely didn't for a long time. But yeah. like how did you really start to own your power and know that they were important for you? Yeah, I mean I always envisioned myself having a small business or being my own boss. So it was important to me to realise I needed to have strong and firm boundaries in place to understand that I need to have a work-life balance as well mm. too. Like I know businesses, you know, we are open 24-7, but I thought just for me, no, I'm only open Monday to Fridays, maybe if I'm feeling up to it. So just got to a point for me where I I just felt the luxury and and the desire to be like, no, I'm saying no more than I'm saying yes at the moment because I've worked so hard and therefore it's okay if I only work, you know, three days a week or whatnot because I'm allowing myself to do that because I have really strong boundaries in place. Love that. So good. And during harder times for you, how do you nurture and protect your own mental health? I guess outside of those, you know, non-negotiables and daily practices, is there any other kind of things that really help you to protect your, your mental well-being? I love journaling. Every night I'm journaling, even if it's just me writing like a couple of sentences in my iPhone notepad, just quickly like recapping my day or writing just a couple of things that I'm grateful for sometimes I do have to set boundaries with friends and just be like 
I can't catch up today. I actually need to conserve my energy and just lay on the couch with the dog and watch Netflix. Like that's me looking after my well-being. Um, what else do I do? Meditation is always something I'm going to do to like keep grounded. But I always say to people, like, remember to have fun. I think mm-hmm. we forget that. And I think we forget that as adults as well too, that we need to allow that inner child to have fun and we can be a kid and we can do silly things because that's literally what, you know, you know, that little fire inside of us. So I think I just got to a point where my well-being was really important and the way that I nurtured it was even more important. Something I feel like we've heard a lot about or I often hear a lot about is stepping into that future self, you know, that mm-hmm. next version of you. How do you prepare for her when you're when you know something big is coming and you really you really need to level up? How do you prepare? Oh my gosh, it's so funny because I'm deep in it at the moment. I'm oh. like I can feel something shifting and moving and I'm just I'm like, yeah, I'm open to receiving and I think that's why this week in particular, I've just gone, okay, I'm just going to like chill this week. I'm going to rest because I know for a fact my calendar says that there's minimal stuff in there, but I think it's going to amp up. I can just feel it. Um, future self-talk is so great. I constantly have deep thoughts and I'll write them down and I'll be like, dear future Alira, like stay grounded, stay humble. Everything will be okay. Cause it's important as well too. But yeah, future Alira. Yeah, I'm always conscious of her and I can always feel that big things are coming. That is so cool. I love that you write, um, stay grounded, stay humble. That's so cool. Mm. Do you almost use that then as an affirmation as well throughout that time? Yeah, and I think, well, with, you know, prime example with, I guess, my, I say it in quotation mark, my status and this like fame around social media blew up. And I just kept saying to myself, don't change, don't change. Just keep being that same person. Nothing's changing. It's just a number. And I always ask my friends, I'm like, nothing's changed. And they're like, no, if anything, you're just more annoying. And I'm like, okay, good. (laughs) Like, that's fine. I can deal with that. (laughs) Yeah, I can deal with that. And I said to someone the other day, like, you could put me in a room with the most famous person ever and I would probably have no idea who they are. And even, like, clothing brands and stuff, I'm just the most – I don't know, easygoing, humble, grounded human you'll probably ever meet. I'm so chill. I love that. I know. And that so comes across in you all the time. It's so nice. It's so good to see. It's awesome. Now, you have recently added author to your resume. So impressive. Um, (laughs) Can you please tell us about your new book? Yes, the new book that's coming out, Wild and Witchy. It's available for (laughs) pre-order, which is so exciting. It's so bizarre it's so bizarre (laughs) that I've written a book I don't know like yeah but my book I always envisioned writing a book for people that could be like a little reference book or a self-development book but doing it in a really fun way where I can share my lived experiences and be like this is how I dealt with grief when my mum passed away and these are the tips and the tricks that I sort of want to give to you And then there's things in there like talking about breakups and love and friendships and just everything around spirituality as well too that people may find a little bit confronting to talk to their mates about. It's going to be in this book. It's just, it's going to be a book where I want people literally to rip pages out and stick them on their bathroom mirror with quotes. Like I just want it to be one of those books. That is so cool. I love that. What an awesome vision to have as well. And now to obviously be able to bring that to life and see it must be so, so exciting. 
<laughs> so exciting. Yeah. And how, I guess, you know, when you're going through that process, it's such a big project, like to write a book, like is massive. What's the process for you to make it, I guess, achievable and not so overwhelming? So I was really lucky. I worked closely with somebody who sort of helped me break everything down. And I don't know, because I thought, oh, I can write this by myself. But it just got to a point where I was like, I need someone to help me and break everything down because it is a big process. And I think for me, there was lots of trauma that was coming on up as I was writing the book that I had to deal with. And like, it was a lot, but it's so worth it. So worth it. I'm like, when can I write my next one? (laughs) Yeah. That is so good to hear. That is awesome. And I guess when it does come to goal setting, like you've obviously achieved so much over the last like 18 months or so, when it comes to goal setting for you, do you have a bit of a process you try to stick to? Yeah, definitely. And I think just that word in itself, goal, scares me, scares me so much. So I switched it to setting intentions, setting intentions for the next three months or six months or 12 months. And once I realized I was setting intentions that were more achievable for me because I wasn't so hard on myself if I didn't hit that goal, I think I'm always constantly writing down these little things I want to tick off. And most of them I've ticked off because I've been able to manifest it or I've just worked really hard to get there. That's so cool. I love that you changed that wording. I love all of those little mindset shifts. Like they're so powerful to really help mm. you thrive, aren't they? Just those those small little things that we can change in our dialogue and our, our inner, I guess, conversations with ourselves that mm. really help support us. Definitely. Alira, you've spoken about coaching and you obviously do, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of work in the spiritual world. Where can people, and wellness world, sorry, um, yeah. where can people find you and how can they work with you if this is an episode that's really resonated with them and they want to dive into it more? I mean, come and find me on Instagram, just alira.potter and I'm in the process of doing all those things like a website and all that sort of stuff because I never saw the importance of it, but apparently we need one. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, you can just hit me up on Insta. I'm always releasing like little workshops as well too around manifesting, which are really cool. But, yeah, the coaching is about to amp up, which is really exciting. I think a lot of people are screaming for it. So, so exciting. It's crazy over this 18 months, how many messages I've got from people asking for life coaches and Mm. support basically. Um, I think it's so needed in the world right now and there's nothing better than a coach who can really help give you the right practices and tools um, to really be the best version of yourself. So you're definitely the woman for it. (laughs) Yay, that's good. (laughs) Thank you so, so much for joining me today. Always love chatting to you and can't wait to give you a big hug in person very soon. I know. I hope it's soon. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to grab a copy of my brand new recipe book, Hustler's Guide to Healthy, then please click the link in the show notes now and purchase your copy from the Healthy Hustlers website. I'm so grateful for your support and I'm so excited to help you feel like an absolute boss in the kitchen. As always, if you enjoyed the show, I'd be so grateful if you please left a five-star review on the Apple Podcast app. Um, You can simply do that by scrolling to the bottom of the show and clicking five stars. Um, If you want to connect online, I hang out at Madeline Carafa on Instagram or for the podcast, it's just The Healthy Hustlers. Thank you so much and I'll see you all next week.